three, two, one. The national champion is clad in and big on. orange. Alabama does it. National championship number 18. 13 in all. Absolute perfection. 20, 10, He's got it. In goes. Touchdown Titans. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle. It's the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. A visit with Drake Colley and friends talking about the magical world of sports in Middle Tennessee. Y'all ready for this? And welcome into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake. It is Monday, the last day of July, July 31st, 2023. Um, which means, you know, you know what comes along with August, guys? Football. And then I'm joined in the studio by Big Lou Maddox and Coach Mike Lyles and fellas. Uh, like I said, last day of July. Thursday night, we've got the Hall of Fame NFL game. Um, Saturday, we got the kickoff classic. classic. Saturday, we're going to be doing the kickoff classic from <clears throat> Lindsey Nelson Stadium at 6 o'clock with a border rivalry game between the Richland Raiders, the middle school Richland Raiders, against the Whitthorn Tigers. And that should be quite. Uh, that should be a pretty good game, really. To be honest with you, yeah, I think Thorne, it's going to be surely with Thorn being coached by our own James Dickinson. Yeah, uh, right here at WKOM. Yeah, so, so that's exciting. Long, long time Murray County coach as well. And Big Lou and I are going to be. I'm. I'm just going to be hanging out and, and admiring Big Lou's play by play talent. And I'm just going to be sitting out there. I'm just going to be sitting there just. In awe of all that, Big Lou, I'm telling you. And adding your football expertise when I'm – Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I've watched a lot of football in my day. You're, I promise you're, you're, you. You're I've middle school football expertise. I, I've watched a lot. I'll, I'll be trying to paint a colorful picture, let's just put it that way, uh, for our listeners. Uh, sure. Which is what all, all color guys do, right? That's, That's what I right. call them color guys. Um, a regular Tony Romo. That's what he is. Right now, uh, the Titans are in the day number four of their practice, uh, uh, preseason practice, and um, they're in pads today. This is their first day in pads. And I was just starting to see what's going to get – what's in the mix. I had to make a little little – car trip a couple hour car trip this morning one hour each way and then i was listening to uh, another sports show here in the area and they were talking about the titans practice and they were talking about believe it or not they're talking about will levis and they were talking about uh malik willis and they were talking pretty good about both of them uh, you know, Willis has taken a step forward. I was going to say I've heard more positive stuff about Malik Willis this year. You know, than I've heard I've heard in a long time that he's that he grew up a little bit. He learned from the mistakes that he made, and that he worked really, really hard in the off season to correct a lot of those mistakes. Now, you know, again, the proof's going to be in the pudding. What does he do when the lights come on? If and, he ever gets a chance, and, yeah. And it and you know, it's got to be a humbling experience. Um, 
coming, being the man at let's say Liberty University and slinging the ball around. I mean, Liberty his last his his last year at Liberty like, University. Oh yeah, fifty touchdowns. Or I mean, this like dude. I mean, they, it was like it was like a basketball game when they went out on the field. They were just lighting people up, lighting the scoreboard up, throwing well, deep, so let's, running. Let, let's, let's call let's call part of that what it is. So you know, he was a man. He was a man among boys in that situation, and now he's a man among bigger men. <laughs> right, and, and, and like I said, <laughs> and coach, faster men. And like I said, coach, it's 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 a humbling experience. So when you you kind of look at it like. All right, I like I like I like horse racing, I like thoroughbred horse racing, and so, uh, and and I used to watch a lot of dog races, by the way. But uh, you know they have they have different grades of of races, and so when you move from a grade C race up to a grade A race, you and say you were dominating, this horse was dominating in in the grade grade C line of races. Mm. And then when you move that horse up and put him up against grade A running horses, all those grade A's were dominating a grade C. That's yeah. right. And so you're you're just getting into a pool of just terrific thoroughbred, very fast uh, horses, and and that's kind of that's kind of the metaphor that I, I think about when Malik Willis yeah. is coming from Liberty University to well, there's always the, to the league. You know, I mean that's. There's always a transition gap when you go from one level to the you know from middle school to high school. There's a huge gap that freshman year. Yeah, and, you know, and you're kind that, of, and you and it's very few. If very few players can make that jump their freshman year, and it takes a year to kind of get yourself get your feet on the ground, understand what's going on. Same thing going from high school into college. That there's a big jump, you know, of, and, of talent level and the availability of, of talent. And then, okay, it gets even a bigger jump when you go from college into the pro ranks. Sure. Uh, and, 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 you know, the, the jump even from an Alabama level or a Tennessee level into the pros is a big jump. When you go from mid-major football, which is what Liberty is in, in all honesty, you know, mid-major football into the pros, you're, you're making a pretty big jump right there. And I think by all accounts, even the Titans were – they were – forced into using him last year before they wanted to use him. Right. He had and, developed where they wanted him to. But, again, with, with Tannehill getting hurt and they didn't have any other options available. What so, do you do? You, you know, put him in got, there. You got to throw him in there and, and see what happens. And I, and I feel as though that Malik Willis, um, coming from Liberty uh, to the Titans, and was a relatively rel – for, for him, like, well, what I can't remember what draft – number he was what pick it was i want to say three or four third, maybe third, last third year round. yeah third, third yeah. round okay so so they use a third round pick on him and and i think malik willis kind of might, might have had a, a combination of things working against him last year i think i think the deer in the headlight syndrome oh, yeah. was probably definitely one of them i think maybe having a little chip on his shoulder and maybe trying to work too hard to prove himself that he was not it was not a mistake to take him in yeah. the third round he's from like you said a smaller university not a not a major power university so there was that kind of luggage he was carrying and wanted to prove to people so he also got the message in the draft. Yeah, well, I can send him a message. You better get your act together because we just picked up somebody else sure. that's going to take your spot if you don't sure. get your act together. The second thing we need, to, the other thing we need to remember, uh, even the great Peyton Manning had to make an adjustment 
Yeah, he went his like rookie, what? His rookie year was not a good. What did he year. go like three and twelve or something? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it was, 14, you know, two and fourteen. Yeah, yeah. two and, and fourteen. And there interceptions you go. all over the place and stuff like that. Then after that first year, he made he was a little better that second. Sure. year. Then that third year is when he really started coming on sure. to be the quarterback that we all remember. So and I mean, I, so there, there's an adjustment. There there's a big adjustment. Look at what and Trevor some, Lawrence is doing right now. Yeah, yeah. We all thought he was terrible. Yeah, first couple of years. And now, now, year, he's, now he's yeah. breaks out and he's expected. Easter to be, Island so can't miss. I mean, you know, there, there's that there's that learning curve that you know Willis. Unfortunately, Willis had to go through it in the spotlight instead yeah. of being the backup and going through it in practice and in the scout team and and, and stuff like that. He had to do it out under the lights in front of everybody. Okay, so I'm going to borrow. So, I'm going to borrow a question that I heard earlier today, which. Between Malik Willis, uh, Ryan Tannehill, and Will Levis, which of those three quarterbacks are under the most pressure to under the most pressure to, to keep their job in order to keep their job in order to just live up to expectations of of what's been put on them. Which which one of those three do you guys feel has the most pressure this year going into the season? You'd think Tannehill around no, the jump, but he, it's he, not. It's Willis. Not. Yeah, it's Willis. Tannehill has I one agree. year left on his contract. He doesn't have any pressure to do anything. The guy's already been paid. Whatever he does, he'll probably maybe pick up another role after Tennessee as a backup somewhere, maybe a starter somewhere like well, say Washington. Tana, say or Tana, if he has like a great that. year, he goes off into the sunset I was about to as say, a hero. You know? what, what if Tannehill just has a has just a blow-up super year? I mean, just a fantastic, just I, I, unbelievable I number. I would not be overly surprised he retires if he does that. You know, goes off into the sunset a hero. Well, maybe. Yeah, so. yeah, what about signing one? I don't know, Mike. What maybe about signing one, one more, more contract? Yeah, he's too expensive. Uh, we already paid him. Yeah, and I'm not talking about us. 118 yeah. million. I, I mean, I'm somebody, not talking about the Titans. Somebody, somebody may take a flyer on him. Yeah, somebody. I mean, if he has a great year. Yeah. Uh, Might be I, a, so I you, Rivers but, with I, the but I agree. Situation. But I agree that Malik Willis is the one who's under the gun right now. Uh, he was supposed to be that quote unquote heir apparent. Had had that that you know that trouble last year when when he did step in, and now they've spent a high level draft pick. You know, second second round. Draft pick to come first you know, pick of the second round. Yeah, like first pick of the second round coming in, overall. and they've they've in a sense kind of threatened him with, "Hey, pick it up because we've already we've already drafted your replacement if you don't if you don't pick up your level of play." Uh, you know, Levis has got another. You know, he's got that adjustment year now. You know, he he's he's got that kind of that year that everybody's expecting him to to struggle a little bit because it's it's his rookie year. Uh, now so, he needs to be moving forward. Yeah. Oh, he needs uh, to be I moving mean, forward. Him, but, his, but Malik, his cr- Malik needs to have a He needs great, to be progressing as a quarter as yeah. NFL quarterback. Yeah. But but Malik Willis has to have a great camp, even as a backup. He has to have a great camp. Well, Malik's got to show some. Yeah. Okay. Or so he's going to be shipped off somewhere, or maybe yeah. a CFL or the so. US when everybody NFL, would practice when, squad or something. In yeah. general, when when football fans would sit there and look at the Titans' three quarterbacks, Levis, uh, Willis, and Tannehill, and you think, well, Tannehill's guy starting, and he's under the most pressure because he's starting, and 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 you know they're they're looking for him as for leadership, and he didn't have a great year last year. He's a known quantity, though. We know what we've got in him, and right? So he, you know, all he's got to do is 
do what he's done in the last couple of years minus one game. Okay. Don't you <laughs> don't except you the mass, except the mass public thinks he's terrible because yeah. of what happened last year. So and if he well, if he is terrible again, like well he, he got hurt year last ago? year. That that's part of that. And, and and he had no line in front of him. He was running for his life most of his life. Statistically, you know, most of the time. If he performs the same way. It's uh, going to be okay. That's Tannehill. We yeah. we knew that was going to happen. If he performs well, they'll go back to the AFC Championship year and say, okay, there's Tannehill again. We knew what we were going to get so, in a good way. So what yeah. I mean. It, in, in the entertainment world, which is what sports really oh, yeah. is, it's entertainment, you know, bas- pro basketball, ba- uh, baseball, and hockey, and all pro sports for the most part is all about em- entertaining people and sports fans. So it, when we talk about pressure, are we talking about expectations that are laid on top of players? You know – is that the pressure that builds, or do or do or do the players create that pressure themselves? I, I, I'm I'm a firm believer that you know when a player is put in a certain position, like a quarterback position, or a running back, or a wide receiver, and kind of labeled the franchise player or the guy to look to to lead the team. You know, I think I think there are. A lot of expectations that are placed on him, and and therefore, he feels or she feels a lot of pressure. Yeah, there, there's a lot of pressure, but Tannehill's in a unique position in that. Yes, there's pressure for him to perform, but he's not the bell cow. Okay, Henry is. Okay, I now, got you. Now Tannehill's got to be good. He's got to be. He's got to be a viable option. He needs to. Play, he to needs Henry. to play above average. He, yeah, he's in, in order well, for the Titans to succeed I, I, and I, I, the Titans to win. I think he has to play above average. But he's even, not I, the bell cow. He, he's not the. You know, he's not the Elway. He's not the Manning. He's not. You know, he's not the guy that's gonna have to go out and win the game for the Titans. That's but I would be, say every off-season addition that's been made so far is to make his job easier yes yes i agree i agree you know to give him some weapons in order for him to be able to be that viable option which he did show he was able to do you know when he first came when he first stepped into the role as the starting quarterback he he was what the number two quarterback in the in the league for an extended period it wasn't just Three or four weeks. It was an extended period of time. Yeah, he did a great job and, when he and first was came. Really riding things years. high, riding high till he had that one game, and then everybody's doubts went. And I think went, any, I went think really anybody, over, overboard to me. I think anybody that knows anything about football, um, like you said, not only was there an injury, but he was. I mean, he's running for his life oh, back gosh, there. So yes. that's so, why he got hurt. <laughs> so if you don't have a cohesive offensive line to protect your quarterback, and I mean cohesive in this in the sense that you can get four to five guys, regular starters on that offensive yes. line. I mean, I think ask, I think ask Mahomes last, how important his line is from the Super Bowl. Yeah, you okay. Know, he, you know, he went into one of the – I can't remember which Super Bowl it was. but it's against you know, Tampa Bay. Yeah, against Tampa Bay. Points. That, that he went in with a patchwork line because all his line got hurt during the playoffs. Yeah. And so he had nothing in front of him. Even Mahomes was running for his life. Sure. And didn't, wasn't able to do anything. Sure. So, so I, I, I feel – and like I said, that, that, that helps my – well, that proves my point that without a – Starting yeah. ensemble, a starting crew of offensive same guys on the offensive line, week after week after week. If you're if you're I'll, I'll if you're you. filling holes and yeah. you and you're moving moving guys around, 
you know, you know as well as I do that the 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 blocking schemes are not going to be there. Uh, you know, there's just tons of stuff yeah. going on that that uh, that makes for a bad day for Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, you know who I think has got the most pressure on him out of the whole team, the offensive line coach. Okay, he, you know it's it's going to be you know, you know they've already fired one, <laughs> they got rid of the guy last year, and so now this guy coming in. You better make some. You better make some improvements. You better make some things. You better make this line work, and it, it better come together. Uh, I think he's got as much pressure on him as an. If you want to pick out an individual who has pressure on him, he's got as much pressure on him as anybody on that team because he's got to make this unit work. And there's still questions. You know, you got a rookie. You got a, you know, granted a, a highly rated rookie, but he's still a rookie. Okay. Coming in, you got a couple of uh, who you know question marks at other places. Sure, uh, that that are stepping in, and uh, he's gonna he, he's gonna have to make this team. You got you got to find and, a unit, and you got to try to keep him healthy. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's got to keep. Uh, him on, yeah, you're right. He's got to find mean, a way to keep him on the field. As I well. mean, you know, the, you know, uh, and that's that's part of the that's part of the coach's job too, is to get with the trainers that work with the offensive linemen, and uh, or the players in general. And you know, figure out what they how what 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 form of treatment yeah. plan they need to go through on a daily basis in order to keep those demons those injury demons but away. If, if they can be an average line, this team is really going to be good. You know, okay. if they can be an average line with Henry running, with the two receivers they've got, D Hop, Traylon, Traylon Burks, and they got and two receivers out wide, and you got Tannehill who can deliver the ball when given time. You got one of the best. You tight got a tight end. You got a tight end, and you got a Conquo. Yeah, a Conquo. And then you got this rookie running back coming in, who's a hybrid. The, the hybrid we were talking about all last week about being, you know, he can be a running back. And then if you want to move the defense, our, our, so, of course, our question's always been on defense is our, our defensive backfield. But I mean, yeah. our front seven. Uh, was Simmons back there? Yeah, Sean Murphy Bunting from the from the Buccaneers that won a Super Bowl and was a leader in that group. So, um, defense is going to be top ten again in the league. I mean, you know, and like I said, and I've said it on shows before, if the Titans, if they find a way to put up twenty four points, if they find yeah. a way to put up twenty four points, they should win seventy five percent of their yeah, games. They can just stay healthy this year. The last. Two years in a row, they've set the record. They've set the league record for the number of players used because of all the injuries they yeah. had. They Somewhere up in the nineties. Yeah, the, the, you <laughs> know the, the the second guy, the second guy that's on pressure on him right now is their weight, their weight and conditioning coach. Yeah, okay, I, I'll you know, go with that. You know, uh, I'll he, go he's, with that. He's got as much pressure on him as anybody. And, and and we're we're going up against a first break. I don't think Will Levis has any has has any hardly any pressure on him. No. I mean, he comes in he's as a rookie. This is a learning year for him. Yeah, you know. Plus he's the he's the chaser. Okay, he's we're, not the chasee right now. All right, we're going to talk a little bit more NFL on the other side of this break. If you guys give us three or four minutes, this is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake for Big Lou and Coach Mike. Uh, we'll be right back. I got the horses in the back. Gypsy Kings featuring Torino Baliardo return to Nashville with a concert that will take you on a trip down memory lane. The Gypsy Kings will be performing their greatest hits November 4th at TPAC Andrew Jackson Hall. For 
you to dance and enjoy an unforgettable night. Tickets on sale through ToninoBaliardo.com. A loud and live production. Is this the year to get a John Deere compact tractor from TriGreen? Well, you know they're tried and true machines that are built to last. Now's the time to get a compact tractor with 0% for 84-month financing with no money down. And when you get a 3025E with a loader for $280 a month, well, that's a price that just won't last long. We also have a 1025R tractor starting at $231 per month or choose $1,500 cash discount. Either one can make your year. Visit TriGreenEquipment.com to learn more. Offerings July 31, 2023. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. This is Coach Trader's Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life could be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. 
Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big, no tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113 or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio by the one and only Big Lou Maddox. And on the boards is our Coach Mike. And it is the last day of July. It's amazing we're how in, fast this year We're in the gone. dog days of summer right now as public schools around this area are getting cranked back up, right? I think August 7th for yes. public schools and here, uh, like private schools are like tomorrow or, I was gonna or say, Monday. I know Agathus is Wednesday and I think – some of them are starting uh, on Monday. Start, some sure. of them starting this week. So yeah. maybe Columbia Academy. Something I don't know. Not real sure. But yeah, it's that. here. It's it's on us. And well, that means football is upon us too. That's right. Which and is I, very exciting. Absolutely. And we don't want to forget about Saturday night at six o'clock out at the Murray County Park at Lindsey Nelson Stadium will be the kickoff classic border battle between the Whitthorn Tigers. And the Richland Raiders, there's two middle school teams, will be battling 6 o'clock, 921 Lion Parkway this coming Saturday night. Thursday night, we've got the NFL Hall of Fame game. Um, and talking about the NFL, Mr. Will Anderson that played linebacker at the University of Alabama uh, – has been making some news down in at the Texans uh, training camp. Anderson has been an absolute monster and has made his way into the backfield several times already in practice. That's not surprising. Um, Dude, with, is a monster. When he was at Alabama, he played a hybrid linebacker edge rusher role. But in the NFL, uh, he will be a true defensive end is where they're going to put him. Okay. Um uh, with the sole task, his sole task is just going to be sacking the quarterback. He reminds me of Von Miller. Yeah. Just an athletic edge rusher that right. could drop back if he really had to. Uh, and uh, these guys are saying on the NFL rook, Rookie Watch, uh, on the new X, it's no longer Twitter. It is the, the X. Yeah. The X. <laughs> Whoopee. That Elon Musk guy, he's – He's something. He's, he's, <laughs> there you go, Lou. He is something. I, that's about all I'm going to say about that <laughs> right now. Uh, but Anderson will certainly be in the conversation for Defensive Rookie of the Year um, when the season is over. Um, so we'll see what happens with Mr. Anderson. Keep an eye on that. Um Let's see. The Colts running back um, situation just got a little bit 
heated. Well, yeah. Hot under the collar a little bit. <laughs> well, Zach Moss broke his arm. Um, I didn't know that. Part. The Indianapolis Colts running back saga continues. Backup running back Zach Moss sustained a broken arm at training camp today. Um, after <clears throat> he slammed his helmet to the ground after he sustained the injuries, he's expected to mix at least six weeks. And, you know, Moss's injury arises the Colts is a pretty bad time because Jonathan Taylor wants a new contract. Jonathan he Ta- said he wants out, actually. Well, I mean, or he wants to get paid. One of the two. I mean, he, he requested, he, he a, requested trade. a trade. I, I agree. But I, I think he would rescind that request if he was signed to a long-term, high-dollar uh, contract. Don't you agree? Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. Uh, and he requested a trade during a meeting with the Jim Ursay, the team owner. Uh, and Ursay came out and told the NFL Network, playing out, we're not trading Jonathan Taylor in a discussion. Not now and not in October. We are not trading Jonathan Taylor. And Jonathan Taylor's a stud. He sure you know. Uh, he had a down year last he, year. His an, he's had to, he had to have off-season ankle operations. Yeah. Kind of, I think they he had some stuff floating around down his ankle, kind of like they do when they scope a knee. Yeah. Coach, he's still got he's just still a premier back in the league. Oh, with, you know, top five without a doubt. Even though all these conversations are going on now, that's probably got something to do with this too. Well, they don't want to pay him. <laughs> yeah, the the Colts owner Jim Jim Ursay. Uh, engaged in a social media dispute, criticizing the campaign by by top NFL running backs, lamenting the the position's lack of relative financial stability. Okay, so in other words, all these all these running backs are kind of getting together, Coach Mike, and they're saying, "Hey, we used to be the top one of the top paid positions in the NFL. Now we're way down the totem pole." Um, it's, it's one of those situations where the talent level has basically uh, overflowed. Over, yeah, it, it's there's so many good running backs that, okay, you know, you don't want to play for us, we'll plug and play. And we can, uh, you know, I've heard, you've heard this comment, running back by committee. Yeah. And, they, you know, the coaches are looking at it, statistically, we're getting the same thing accomplished, we're winning the same number of games, and we're paying half the, you know, we're paying half the salary. You know, they're, they're they're kind of between a rock and a hard spot, actually, because the market. Uh, you're right that the importance on the team is huge. I mean, you still got to have a running game in the NFL. I don't care. Sure, it, it's a pass happy league, but it's you still got to have a running game, and the running backs know that. And the very thing that will make them noticed is what's going to shorten their career. You know, you got to run hard. You you know, take it up into the line hard and 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 run through tackles and, and stuff like that. And you get beat up doing that. Well, so and, and so, what was the, what was the news on Sony Michelle, Luke? He's done five years into the league. He's, I mean, you know, granted, you know, I was I was kind of really shocked when I got the news. It was yesterday or the day before. Um, he's got two rings in five years: one with the Rams when they went uh, two years ago, and one with the Patriots a few years ago before that, which he pretty much single handedly won that game for the Patriots. He was like. He should have been the Super Bowl MVP, in my opinion. Um, but five years into the league, and he's retiring. You know, and so that that's just proof in the pudding. <laughs> he's either he's either smart about his body. You know, he definitely knows something. 
Yeah. That he's, you know, that there's definitely an underlying reason here. He either knows he's not going to get um, paid what he wants to be paid based on what he's done previously, or he is contempt with what he's done in those five years. He's got two rings and he's going to walk away with his health. Yeah. Um, going pretty good a pocketbook venture. Yeah. And, uh, you know, see what else life has to offer. And I didn't agree with the decision at first. And now I'm like, you know, the guy kind of sounds like he's on the you know, smart side of things. If he's been smart yeah. with his money and, and right. hadn't gone hog wild and just spent it like, you know, he's you printing know, if, it. If he's paid I mean, you know, if he's paid attention to the classes that they put the rookies through now, as far as finances and, and social media and stuff like that, if he's paid attention to that and he's invested his money well, yeah, he's set. Even you know, just in, in just five years, right? Well, set for life. If, if it's just wild to, to think about because you think Sony Michelle. It's like wasn't he just yeah, he's playing just for started. Georgia? <laughs> he's right. just getting not, now not he's that long done. ago, and now he's done. Um, other backs, other running backs like Saquon Barkley. Of course, he just got his deal hammered out at eleven million a year with the Giants. Um, Josh Jacobs is not. Josh Jacobs not even in Las Vegas. I think he he's left Las Vegas, leaving Las Vegas. I think Josh he Jacobs. He on a plane and said he's not coming back. Right. Anytime soon. And so Josh Jacobs does not have a long-term uh, deal or, or a deal at all. Tony Pollard for the Dallas Cowboys because Zeke Elliott is pretty much – looks like he's going to retire, I think. I don't know. He really can't find a job. Well, I mean, I, been no, signed, no, yeah. one, no one's willing to pay him what he's wanting. Absolutely and, and, not. And again, one of those, you know, he's one of those guys. He's earned, and, you know, by reputation, he has earned a pretty good paycheck. But the teams are going, well, if this is what you want, we, we can get and we he, can get what we can get out of you. We can do this with two or three other guys that half your salary. Sorry. You know, and, you know, the, the way that and, – and the way that uh, – Training camps go. You know, some of these high-profile backs that aren't signed are, or are free agents, such as Dalvin Cook from the Minnesota Vikings. You know, they might just sit on the sidelines and wait, wait. For, I was going to wait for somebody to get injured. Take care of themselves. <laughs> don't not go through the rigors of training camp. You know, not get the beat up. Stay in shape and stuff like that. And then somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to, you know, go try uh, out and, for and, a team. And, and somebody's going to, hey, you know, would you be interested in coming out here and helping us? And they come in. And now they got fresh legs. Uh, you know, safe, even you know, even and, even pull a Melvin Gordon at the end of the season, and you know, join the Chiefs in the divisional remember, round of the playoffs yeah. and won a Super Bowl. <laughs> I remember uh, a couple of years back, the last day of training camp, we had just had our fantasy league draft, and I drafted J.K. Dobbins mm. about it was about three years ago. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I was I was pumped up, man. I was gonna win the I was gonna win my fantasy league. I was gonna kick everybody's butt. Knee done. The very and I swear to God, this is the truth. One of the one of the last handful of running plays at practice that day. Oh, there's he blows every he blows, league has those stories. <laughs> he blows his knee complete. Dobbins blows his knee completely out. And my number, I think it was like my second draft pick or first draft pick. Uh, in the whole fantasy draft is gone for the season. I was just so deflated and just, you know. Yeah, he was, seriously he, brought me he to was tears. To be, I was that dude was supposed to be it. He's an Ohio State guy, wasn't he? Yeah. Now he's he's coming back this year. He was he, back last year and it was showed some sparks and he should be a hundred now. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you know, and so you don't you don't know where these guys are going to. I mean, Dalvin Cook. 
His little brother James Dalvin Cook's been in the league, I want to say, seven years, maybe it's something like that. It's going to be interesting yeah. to see how what how the league handles this, how the running backs as a as a group, as a position group, and how the league handles this situation. Are the running backs going to throw some leverage or you know, get some leverage here, and teams are going to start going, "Hey, yeah, we realize we need you. We're going to try to work right. with you." Or are they going to become even more of a pass happy league and say, "Okay, fine, you don't want to play, we'll just do without you." Okay, Dalvin Cook is twenty seven <laughs> years old, so He's if, if he had gone to if he had gone years. to college, his full four years, he'd have been in the league what five years, maybe six, I don't know, something like that, and that. That's not that long of a time, but however, he's the same age as Tony Michelle. What these running backs are saying is, look at the numbers and look at our our playing life. Yes, how long it is in the NFL for us? What you, you know? Want what, me to so do when we're shortens, playing, what you are asking me to do shortens my career to start with. That's right, and I want to get paid for it. Yeah, unlike a wide receiver who who you know gets hit. You know, of course, you know, don't, 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 not oh, to say not, not to say wide play. receivers don't get oh, hit. They, and, but they don't get hit nearly as often. Oh, they get right. hit, but they don't get hit as often. There you go. And, and that's that's one of the things. You know, we were talking, you know, uh, uh, Lou and I were talking about some of the great running backs we remember growing up and all that stuff. You know, Earl Campbell was, a, you know, he was a Henry-type monster running back out of Texas and stuff. Just he only lasted about four or five years in the league because he just got – you know, he beat people up to tackling, but it also – But he was carrying up. the ball 35, 40 times he a game. He was getting beat up himself, and now the man – And now he's in a wheelchair. And yeah, he can <laughs> barely, yeah, he can barely move. Um, then, you know, and, and you start thinking that maybe Barry Sanders figured out something. You know, here he was, uh, much like we talked about Stafford last year – or last week, excuse me, uh, being, on a, being a really good quarterback on a very mediocre or bad team in Detroit – and getting the chance to play with a, a, a good team. You know, Barry Sanders was an outstanding running back uh, and realized he was getting getting the physically just beat up. Even as good as he was, he was physically getting beat up without a chance of changing teams. His contract was such that he, he was running out of options, and he just finally said, okay, if this is the way it's going to be, uh, I've got enough to live on. I'm I'm comfortable with my life. I'm comfortable with my with my accomplishment. I'm going to step out and do you know do some other things with my life before I get beat up to the point where I can't do things. And um, you know, again, the running backs understand the demands of the job. Sure, that, that's not. You know, and, and I think and, they're they're not own, and I think the owners that. do too. They're not complaining about the demands of the job. It's just they. Want to get paid, right? If they're going to put their their bodies on the line to do our what they want us to do, our our plane span is much shorter than just about right. every position on the football team, right? You know what and I mean? I mean that's 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 the deal. Plus, there's a there, the, the problem that's working against them is there's so many of them that are really good, right? And, 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 the, market, and, these, and, and the market's glutted right now. The market's and, just glutted. But I, I feel as though. The Dalvin Cooks of the world, the Tony Pollards of the world, the Josh Jacobs of the world will find will find a home. No, I mean, don't you agree? Sooner or later. I mean, they're, they're but it's not going to be at what they want. Okay, that's it's not going to be as high as they want. All right, all right. We're up against our second break. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake in the studio with Big Lou, Coach Mike. Four or five minutes. We'll be right back.
This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Did you know that 70% of Americans age 65 or older will need some form of long-term care in their lives? And even more frightening, 7 out of 10 people who go into long-term care will become completely impoverished within one year. It doesn't need to be that way. You do not need to go broke in the nursing home. 
call Prochowski Estate Law to learn how you can protect your life savings and hard-earned property from the high cost of long-term care. Call me at 931-363-7222. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. I got a feeling. So? That tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good night. That and welcome back into the Front Port Sports Radio Hour. I guess that mic was hot, but hey. Uh, yeah, we only caught part of that. It happens in the business, <laughs> in the business of it now and then, you know, it happens. And I'm in the studio with Big Lou Maddox and Coach Mike, and uh, it is the last day of July. Uh, the Titans are in the fourth day and in pads of training camp right now. Like we said, Thursday night is the first uh, NFL preseason game. That will be the Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio. Is that is that where that is? In Canton, Ohio. Yes. Canton, Ohio. Okay. Home of the well, Hall of Fame. What were you guys doing at 4 o'clock this morning? Sleeping. Right? I was sleeping. Okay. Well, there were a ton of Philadelphia Eagles fans uh, and they were lined up they were lined up outside the Philadelphia merch shop merchandise Mm. shop those Kelly Greens to pick up these throwback jerseys Mm. that that the that the Eagles have now come out with or, or or they're gorgeous. Or manufactured, remanufactured. And if people are going, well, what are the Kelly Green jerseys? Well, envision the days of Randall Cunningham running around in that green jersey with number Envision tw- the days of what? old Reggie White. Yeah, yeah. Rand- and Randall Cunningham. Yeah, this wasn't, this wasn't the days of their white helmets with the green wings, was it? No. Those this- were some ugly helmets. <laughs> Kelly Green. Kelly Green the, helmets. Okay, the helmets were – the helmets – yeah, now, now those were some sharp uniforms. Okay, yeah. I get that. the Kelly green with the yeah. white numerals. And um, by the, the way, he showed me a picture. That's what I was saying. Those were <laughs> those were some good. <laughs> uh, and according to this article, the Eagle fans have been waiting for years for the return of these classic 1990s uniforms, and they've been saving their money for the, for this occasion. Well, <clears throat> as well, um, and it looked like. They said it looked like Black Friday inside the Eagles. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, inside the Eagles Pro Shop. I mean, these 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 fans are just this crazy. Is, this is going to be the best year of uniforms in the National Football League. The Buccaneers got the bringing the cream sickles back. The orange the orange uniforms. Eagles got the Kelly greens. The Oilers are coming back. 
The Vikings got a throwback. The Giants have one. It's going to be spectacular. Well, you can see these Kelly Green. Back to the good old days. Yeah, you can see these throw throwback Eagle Kelly Green jerseys in week seven against the Dolphins and week 12 against the Buffalo Bills. Of course, then um, Pittsburgh will bring out their prison, their prison strike. Oh, right? God, please no. <laughs> Not the Bumblebees. Those might be the worst uniforms in the history of the league. Or those Packers uniforms that they, the, that yeah. they brought back as a throwback. <laughs> those were awful, too. Well, I'll tell you what. they uh, This article that was talking about these fans lining up at 4 in the morning to get into the pro shop to get these new well new new newly redone throwback jerseys whatever you want yeah, whatever you want to call it and uh hell they said people were out there tailgating drinking beer hell oh, they, yeah. they, i mean every good know, old time yeah just yeah. Why, <laughs> this, this, this is another game for them yeah absolutely so speaking of throwback you know, we got to uh, got to announce something here. Uh, the Gypsy King. Oh, are that's returning. right. They're returning to Nashville for a trip down memory lane. The Gypsy Kings. Yes, they'll be performing their greatest hits at TPAC Andrew Jackson Hall for you to dance and enjoy on an unforgettable night. Mark your calendars. Saturday, November fourth. Saturday, November fourth. The Gypsy Kings are coming to Nashville. Uh, these these this group has won a Grammy. In 2013, in the best world music category, Tonina Bayardo has collaborated on such film work or on film work such as The Big Lebowski, uh, in which he remixed Hotel California on Toy Story 3, where he collaborated on You've Got a Friend in Me. This is an extremely talented uh, group that you don't want to miss. Uh, Tickets and details are available at toninobayardo.com, a loud and live production. Also, want to remind everybody, as we get closer to the show, we have about, we'll have about 30 tickets to give away uh, through the station here at 101.7 WKOM, and uh, really looking forward to that show. So mark your calendars. Saturday, November 4th, the Gypsy Kings are coming to Nashville at TPAC Andrew Jackson Hall. There you go. Okay. Uh... Do either one of you keep up with boxing much? A little bit. Well, Not much enough to know that somebody had somebody's ear for lunch. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Terrence Crawford. That was us time back. I know. Terrence Crawford might be one of the greatest welterweights of all time. Welterweight is probably somewhere around 150, 147 to one fifty. I yeah. think is 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 the welterweight. Wait, uh, he put on a clinic Saturday night in Las Vegas when he went up against Errol Spence. And pre-fight, this before the fight, this was considered the contest of the year. This was going to be it. This is going to be it. Terrence Crawford is undefeated in forty bouts with thirty-one knockouts. Okay, Whoa, wow. Now, um, now in the build-up to the fight, Crawford was a more, you know the, he was a little bit of a favorite. Uh, kind of the Las Vegas, I think they had him at minus 120. So they're about, they're really pretty much even money, but Crawford's a little bit of a favorite. Um, and without question, Terrence Crawford disposed of Errol Spence, uh, flawlessly, dominantly. These are words I'm, I'm, I'm using other people's word brilliance that the, 
that the ice cool operator, and he's from Omaha, Nebraska, Terrence Crawford. Is this kickboxing we're talking about? No, this is boxing. 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 Okay, because I saw a, a nasty knockout from a kick in a kickboxing match. Just that was in cold. Just cold knocked him out. Oh man! Good night. <laughs> well, this was a, this was the scene for the iconic fight Saturday night in the 147 pound belts or, or welterweight. Both men undefeated, both in their prime. Uh, it wasn't even a thrilling fight as it transpired for the simple reason that Crawford comprehensively dismantled Spence. His magnificent jab and hurtful, his time counters on point, and his command of the dance and the ring absolute. And so right now, the, and the manner in which he won puts Crawford in a debate amongst the very best the division has ever produced with the likes of Sugar Ray Robinson, widely considered the greatest technician pound for pound of all time, with the likes of Sugar Ray Leonard, Floyd Mayweather Jr., Jose, I guess that's Napolis, and even the old-timers like Kid Gavilan. So this, right now, and you know, I, I know, I know. look, boxing's taking a hit. <laughs> I mean, boxing is not what it's... Pardon the pun. Boxing here. is not. Pardon the pun. I, that, <laughs> I did that without not even knowing that. But... I mean, with UFC coming in and what Don King did to it in in the Mike Tyson days, it's going to take a lot for to bring boxing back. But well, right now, it's such a dangerous sport as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, and, and UFC too. I mean, that you know. Um, but uh, Terrence Crawford is a bright spot in in boxing. He's from Omaha, Nebraska, and uh, might be like Shohei Otani. We might be living in an era where we've seen generational type athletes within their sports and it's something to uh we all probably have to play a little bit closer attention to you know as as we move forward um okay we're at the end of our hour aren't we coach well we got we got about a minute left we still got okay. we can we can bring that's I haven't heard much. You know, has, has the eight ball taken a vacation? Well, the eight, the eight, the eight ball is it's all taking, ba- taking an off season break it's, here. Yeah, it's, <laughs> in the dog days of summer, the eight, the eight ball is just kind of. Uh, There's nothing for him to talk. It's for re- him to talk about. It's, he's revitalizing, kind of okay. right. He's all rejuicing. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, no, no PEDs. He doesn't use any any type of. of we might PEDs have to. Here. We might have to get a little eight ball on Friday for Whitthorn and Richland. What we'll, we'll do that. I'll tell you what we'll do. I'll ask that for Thursday night Hall of Fame game. I'll, I'll see what the eight ball has uh, prediction wise for that that game and. And we'll see if we, what we can figure out. All right, I was just night. wondering. I hadn't heard you. Okay. hadn't heard you call him up recently. So oh, I was just wondering just, if he'd. Uh, we just we're just giving him a little hit break. The we're giving we're giving okay. a little. All break. right, just giving an off season there. Uh, All right, this has been the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake for Big Lou and Coach Mike. We'll be back on Thursday, four o'clock sharp. Talk to you then.